You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins head into week four with a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern time at Hard Rock Stadium. Another comically big line in favor of the Dolphins' opponent. The Chargers are favored by 16.5 points heading into Miami. But you take a look at the last eight outings of the Chargers against the Dolphins in Miami, and they've lost the last eight. So, yeah, you know, we've got that going for us. But, you know, it it doesn't seem like two teams that are headed in the same direction right now. So, Paul, after this, the Dolphins have the bye week in week five. And so this is kind of a different season. Are you looking forward to the bye week more than years past? A little bit. I mean, it's mainly because I'm I'm struggling my, my tail off not to get in draft and free agency and off-season mode already, given what Miami's already got at their disposal for the off-season. And I'd, I'd like to see Rosen go into the bye week with some positives, get a chance to develop a little bit more, and give him a chance to come out and show what he is or is not capable of. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of that same way right now because after the bye week, the Dolphins play the Redskins and the Giants, which are two much more winnable games. And if they don't pull this out against the Chargers this weekend and pull a big upset, they're going to be 0-4 heading into the bye week. And from there, maybe they can afford to win one of those games. I hate to use those terms, but that's the reality of the season right now. And so we'll we'll see what happens. But taking a look at the rest of the teams as we continue our tank watch, because that's what this is, whether we want to believe it or not, it would serve a lot of benefit for the Dolphins to <laughs> To, uh, to continue doing what they're doing. But let's take a look at some of the other teams here because right now 
the Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-3. And, and that's the big draft pick to look out for right now because if the Steelers lose, Paul, to the Bengals on Monday Night Football and fall to 0-4, the next two weeks they have the Ravens and the Chargers, and we could be looking at an 0-6 start for the Steelers. We could, and I, I keep looking at that pick, and I can't help but feel – the Steelers pick could end up being the Dolphins' number one overall pick. And that Minka Fitzpatrick trade looks a hell of a lot more palatable when you look at the fact that Miami might have traded Minka for arguably a top five pick. The Steelers have a rough schedule right up until the last few possible layup games when they'll be playing for nothing at that point. And teams are going to be looking at the Steelers like a layup game themselves because, I mean, after – those first six games, You've, they've got the Bengals next week, and the Steelers are favored by four and a half points in that game. But they should be double-digit underdogs in the following two games against the Ravens and the Chargers. And then they have a bye week, and then they play the Miami Dolphins. So <laughs> that's going to be very interesting, too. But if they drop this game, we could be looking at a 1-5, and 0-6 oh start by the Steelers, and I don't see them recovering to be a five- or six-win team even after that. We could be looking at two top-five picks. So root like hell for the Bengals to beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football. The other games here, the the Texans, you know, I've kind of given up a little bit of hope because after the first game against the Saints, I I saw a team that I thought was going to win 10 to 12 games. I still feel that way. The Dolphins are going to get a first-round pick this year and next year for Laramie Tunzel. It's probably going to end up in the 20s unless something strange happens. The Texans play the Panthers this weekend. Then they play Atlanta. Then they play at Kansas City. I really wanted the Chargers to win against them last week because that could have stopped some momentum for the Texans. And then the other draft pick, too, is uh, the New Orleans Saints. The Dolphins have their first, their excuse me, their second round pick next year in the Josh Rosen trade. And I thought it was a game that the Saints were going to go to one and two last week against the Seahawks in Seattle. But Teddy Bridgewater has a very good game, one of the best games of his career against them, pulls out the victory. Uh, and, you know, the, the Saints could be a team that goes three and three over the next couple of weeks and, and then gets Drew Brees back turns into a 9-10-11 win football team, too. But, Paul, my question to you is, taking a look at the other teams with zero wins here, you know, you've got the Dolphins, you've got the Steelers, and the other ones are the Jets, who have a bye this week, the Bengals at Pittsburgh, which we've talked about, the Steelers versus Cincinnati, which we've talked about, Broncos at home against the Jaguars, the Redskins at the New York Giants and the Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks at home. Which team, if we're talking about draft picks at this point, threaten you the most when looking looking at the other winless teams? Normally, if the Jets were not in the Dolphins division, I, I'd say the Jets. Um, but looking at it, I have to go with the Redskins. It's They've got some pretty tough games coming down their way. The Eagles, by all accounts, look like they're starting to get their act together. Um, the Cowboys are one of the top teams in football. They play both of those teams twice. The Giants looked a hell of a lot better with Daniel Jones at the helm. And and so, I mean, that's six games right there that are just not winnable for, for that Redskins team. 
the Jets and the Dolphins, I can see splitting the series this year. Um, just because the Jets' defense is so good, despite the fact that Adam Gase appears to be trying to outplay the defense with a miserable offensive showing and no end in sight. But we'll see what happens when they get Sam Darnold back, even though he's not the savior, in my opinion. Yeah, and Sam Darnold predicted that the Jets would go on a run when he comes back from mono. And it's not a very crazy prediction because you take a look at, at – the schedule they have between weeks eight and weeks 14, they play at Jacksonville, at Miami, against the Giants at home, at Washington, versus Oakland at home, at Cincinnati, and against the Dolphins at home. So I, I see the Jets pulling out a couple of wins there. If, if, and if they get to three wins or four wins or better, then, then we they're, they're probably going to be picking ahead of the Dolphins. So, that's good news right there, and it's it's starting to look more and more like the Dolphins and Steelers, if things head in this the same way, that we could be talking about two, at least top ten picks, if not two top five picks, or like you said, maybe even higher. So, But it, let's take a look at the game itself, Paul, because the Dolphins are still going to – hate to say it, but they're still going to show up this weekend, and they're going to play against the Los Angeles Chargers. And when I look at the Chargers lineup, it looks like they're the ones tanking too, because I'll just go down the list here. Melvin Gordon, obviously we we've seen the holdout. He's coming back this week, but he's not going to play against the Dolphins. So he's not playing. Mike Williams couldn't miss the game with a back injury. Travis Benjamin after his drops last week, I think Chargers fans hope that he misses the game with a hip injury. Hunter Henry, Uh, is out a few more weeks at tight end. His backup, Virgil Green, may not play with a groin injury. Left tackle, Russell Okung, is out for the year. And in the secondary, Casey Hayward may not play two with a back injury. And then Trevor Williams on IR, Derwin James IR, Adrian Phillips IR in the secondary. So there could be some matchup, you know, things with the Dolphins this week it'll be even more interesting because the Chargers are one of the teams that could have traded for Josh Rosen to be the heir apparent to Phillip Rivers yeah and I take a look at I mean you look at last week's game the the Chargers their only bright and shining light really in the secondary was Casey Hayward and with him possibly out in this game uh, this is really a good opportunity so long as the Dolphins' offensive line can hold Melvin Ingram and Joey Boza in check for Josh Rosen to air the ball out. Now, can his receivers hold on to the ball? That's another story. But looking at the secondary and the patchwork bits that they have out there, I mean, Desmond King I know is out there um, and a handful of others, but it's really a beatable secondary, especially with, with some of the wide receiver core Miami has and the fact that Miami could be getting Albert Wilson back this week. So the secondary yeah, it, is really it, what I'm looking at, and as well as whether the tackles can hold off those defensive ends. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because if Casey Hayward plays this week, that, that changes the whole complexion of the game because Preston Williams and Devontae Parker on the outside – if if Hayward is not there and you've got a Michael Davis or a, or a Brandon, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Fekison. Uh, but he played last week out on that boundary cornerback, the former 
pick from Virginia from uh, Virginia Tech, then the Dolphins could actually have a matchup advantage if Hayward's not playing. But if if they choose to put Desmond King and Casey Hayward, if, if he's healthy, on Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, then that that could be certainly something that they continue to go with throughout the game. Uh, Albert Wilson is probably going to come back this week too. And uh, Jakeem Grant is still ripe for a bounce back game. So uh, it may be a situation where Josh Rosen is spreading the field out a little bit more, maybe dumping that football off to Kenyon Drake on the screen passes to get those linemen downfield. The main point is that Josh Rosen really needs to spread out the field and hope that he can be at least protected for three or four seconds. Completely. And, and I'm really looking to see Gasicki have a, a lighted up game as well. Um, Chargers linebacking core is, is decent, but I do think they're beatable for an athletic tight end like Gasicki. So I really need him to put up or shut up at this point so we can see whether or not we need to keep O'Leary and Durham Smythe out on the field. It's with a beatable secondary like this, the linebackers are going to have to account for even more, which could leave some holes in the defense for the, the, the tight end core that Miami has to possibly do some fun things in this game. On the off on the offensive line, Jesse Davis and Jamarcus Webb face a huge challenge with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram at the pass rush positions because Bosa and Ingram have not had a lot of sacks so far this year, but they seem ripe for a big game against a poor offensive tackle group like this. I never thought I'd see the day where I was begging for Jesse Davis to be healthy enough to play a week four game at left tackle. But that is the situation the Dolphins are in right now. And if they can do a respectable job by chipping tight ends and running backs, hopefully that makes a big difference there in in these matchups. On the defensive side of the ball, the top two players in the AFC in yards for the entire AFC Wide receiver Keenan Allen, 404 yards, and running back Austin Eckler with 368 yards. So the big star there is Keenan Allen because, I mean, this is a player who had 95 catches last year, over 1,200 yards, and Xavier Howard is probably going to be tasked with him, with him again. At least I hope he does. And he needs a bounce-back game after being beaten up by Amari Cooper last week in Dallas. Yeah, I'm not worried about Xavier Howard in this game. I, I hope he's shadowing Keenan Allen all over the field. And, you know, Xavier uh, Howard's good on any given day, let alone Xavier Howard with something to prove after getting roasted last week. So that'll definitely be intriguing to see. I mean, one of the other things I'm looking at here is the offensive line for the Chargers lost five sacks last week. Phillip Rivers is getting put on his back often we'll go with here. So really seeing if Miami's able to form any semblance of a pass rush in this game. I mean, we need Charles Harris to to perform. I mean, he's done nothing so far. If not, we need Rake McMillan and Vince Beagle on the boundary. I know Taco Charlton got a sack last week, but he also tended to look uh, silly and stupid getting slapped around at times. So really, it's if Miami can get some pass rush up the middle – get a little more out of out of at least one of those four guys. Rivers can be hit, and that's the way you beat Phillip Rivers. You hit him early and often, and he starts throwing interceptions. Look look at what happened, a game that you and I were at down in Miami a few years back. 
Philip Rivers got lit up a couple of times and suddenly started just chucking the ball up for grabs for the, the defensive backs. And that could be a key for Miami to win this one. Yeah, they definitely have to get some pressure on the quarterback. And the Chargers are extremely, extremely weak at the tackle spots with uh, Trent Scott and with Sam Tevy. And one interesting and, and name that Dolphins fans are going to recognize is center Mike Pouncey, who had a great season with the Chargers last year. He will be suiting up at center, and he's been durable. I mean, that that's pr- pretty big surprise there at the center position. But, yeah, this to me, Paul, is Charles Harris's swan song in week four because I understand in week one where he's not getting pressure on Lamar Jackson with – Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. I understand in week three that he's not getting pressure on Dak Prescott with Tyron Smith at left tackle, but he's facing Trent Scott. This is not a good football player. In fact, he and Dan Feeney may be the worst left side of the offensive line in the league. That's why you see Phillip Rivers get rid of the ball so quickly, so often. So yeah, it's, this has to be it for Charles Harris. Otherwise, I'm not sure what else the Dolphins are going to do with him at that pass rush spot. No, completely. I mean, it's in all honesty, if he can't generate any semblance of a pass rush in this game, I wouldn't be upset to see Miami just outright cut him. I know there'd be a little bit of a cap hit, but I just don't care. Uh, We're going into the bye week, bring back Tank Carradine, and send Charles Harris packing at that point in time. It's He has shown absolutely nothing to earn another day if he can't form some semblance of a pass rush against this weakened Chargers offensive line. Um, the other thing I, I do have to say here, too, is I really, really, really think I speak for all the Dolphins fans out there when I say I hope Davin Gotchow continues what he did against Travis Frederick last week and just throws Mike Pouncey around like a damn rag doll. I mean, what an a-hole this guy was when he was in Miami. I, I'd love to see him get smacked around by Gotchow. Yeah, I mean, Davin Gotchow had a great game last week. This is one of the players I hope the Dolphins take care of at the defensive tackle position. I mean, he did a heck of a job last week against a, a four-time Pro Bowler in Travis Frederick. If he can do that against him, he can do it against Pouncey too. And Eckler, before I said he had 368 total yards on the year, second in the AFC, but the reality is, too, he's not a downhill runner. We're not facing the Cowboys offensive line this week. We're not facing Ezekiel Elliott. We're facing Austin Eckler and the Chargers offensive line. If Gotcha and Wilkins on the inside can shut down those running lanes, it starts to give the Dolphins at least somewhat of an identity there on defense. So, Paul, what is your prediction for this game? You know, this is one of those ones where, given how weakened the Chargers are, given the fact that Rosen looked good throwing the ball last week, it's hard not to pick the Dolphins to win, despite the fact that they're, you know, air quotes, tanking for Tua at this point. But I'm going to lean – Chargers in a game that's going to be closer than a lot of folks think. And I'm going to go 20 to 17 Chargers, but we get some hope to build off of, I think, in this game. I mean, if for nothing else, the Dolphins seem to be trending at least point wise in the right direction. <laughs> but 
49-point loss, 43-point loss, 25-point loss. I'm going to go with an 11-point loss in this game. Chargers 24, Dolphins 13. I think that's going to be significant progress in this year. You know, if I could see a, a potential for Devontae Parker and Preston Williams if Josh Rosen can get at least a couple of seconds to throw the ball for them to win those matchups on the outside if Casey Hayward is not playing in this game. So that will do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins-Chargers matchup heading into week four. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinsite.threadless.com. We appreciate your questions throughout the season. Everybody who's on our YouTube page, we'd like to hear what questions you'd like answered throughout the season as well. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.